This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. Good morning, grandmas and granddads, or should I say ghoulmas and ghoul dads? I'm Kathy Buckworth, and you're joining me for a go-to grandma Halloween special. It's episode number 13, naturally. Halloween has changed a lot since I went out trick-or-treating in Winnipeg in the 60s, in my snowsuit. Not even sure why we had costumes on underneath, honestly. By the time my kids were going out for candy here in Ontario in the 1990s and early 2000s, costumes had gotten quite elaborate and, of course, ironic. Today, you can still find an assortment of witches and ghosts, but you're just as likely to find a squid game participant or a handmaid. Houses are decorated inside and out for Halloween, but store-bought decorations can be expensive and storing them can be a problem if you've recently downsized. The obvious solution is doing it yourself with items on hand, or DIY, as the kids say, and we have one of the best in the business here with us today. Denise Wilde will tell us why she loves crafting and how we can put together easy Halloween projects with our grandkids that don't require a lot of time or money. What's the scariest movie you remember watching as a kid? I'd say for me, it's a toss-up between When a Stranger Calls and Stephen King's Carrie, but mostly just the last two minutes of that one. I remember showing one of my kids the Grinch movie starring Jim Carrey when they were about five, and they had nightmares for years after that. I made my husband take me to see the movie Seven on our first date, and he slept with his light on for months after that. I'm not really scared by any movies anymore. I've been through childbirth four times after all. But what does scare us obviously varies. Why do we go out of our way to get scared? It starts with peekaboo, doesn't it? I'm talking to acclaimed film critic Anne Brody today about why we like to be scared. And she's going to suggest some family-friendly Halloween movies to watch with our grandkids. Like sitting? Like yoga? You can do both at the same time. When getting down on the yoga mat seems to be the hardest part of your practice, it might be time to raise things up a little and learn about chair yoga. We have a certified instructor on today as part of our Take 5 with RBC series on finding your passion in retirement. It's not too early to open up those bite-sized Halloween chocolate bars. Grab a couple to have with your coffee this morning. The calories don't count if you consume them while learning, right? I'm Kathy Buckworth, and you're listening to GoToGrandma. Denise Wilde is a lifestyle, craft, and DIY expert, TV host, author, magazine editor, and mom. Denise loves sharing her passion for making and creating, encouraging everyone to get hands-on with projects, hacks, and inspirations. Denise is an avid speaker and brand representative with regular television appearances on morning shows and news programs. She's the host of Holiday Makeover, the first original series by the DIY network Makeful. And she started North America's largest sewing school. She's also the co-founder of a mentorship-based company that teaches kids how to sew in elementary schools. Good morning, Denise Wilde. I'm so happy to have you on the show this week to talk about, I don't know, crafting and Halloween. Do they go together? <laughs> yes, Kathy, of course they do. I'm so excited to be here. And yes, we have. I have lots of great crafting and DIY ideas to share with you. So I'm very excited about that. So Denise, I have to ask you this. You've been doing this a long time and you're so good at it. What What is it that you really love about crafting and DIY? 
Well, I just love that, first of all, you get to use your hands because we're often so busy, you know, in front of our screens and all that stuff. And just like getting creative, getting messy, getting into that mindset of just making something, you know, they're kind of our, there are no wrong answers. You just do what makes you feel good. And um, yeah, I just find it a fun, relaxing time. And then you get to have something that's completely different that nobody else has. Yes. And there's something, it's just so tactile, right? It's your, as you say, you're accomplishing something, but working with your hands instead of, instead of looking at a screen, which is amazing. Exactly. And Denise, where do you get most of your craft supplies from? I watch your segments and you have so many different things. And where are you mostly sourcing your craft supplies from? You know what? I like to go anywhere and I feel like it's not limited. Like even, you know, old clothes, mm-hmm. you can turn into something. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you know, craft supply stores, uh, big box stores, you can find things at any store. But I really feel like if you just kind of think about things in a different way, mm-hmm. you can really find craft supplies anywhere, even in your garage or, you know. <laughs> Anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's important. You know, we're talking about a lot of, um, you know, when we become grandparents, and maybe we're a bit older, we've downsized. We just don't have the room mm-hmm. to store a lot of things. But if we look around, there might be things we haven't used in a long time right, that we could turn into Exactly. Crafts. My grandsons are obviously very young, five months and two years. But what are some easy Halloween projects that don't require a lot of, you know, a lot of time or commitment? Because a lot of these little guys have a very short attention span. And right. maybe, you know, we also don't want to spend a lot of money on buying the supplies. Yes. Okay. So this is a great one for young kids and it's definitely something that we have a lot of. You can use toilet paper rolls. So if you take toilet paper rolls, we can turn those into fun Halloween characters. So either start off painting them or you could wrap them with construction paper, just depending on, you know, the time you have, the level of patience you think the grandchild will have, but then you can add googly eyes or you know use permanent markers to add on eyes maybe wrap some gauze around to create a little mummy maybe take a one and make it orange with black triangles to turn that into a jack-o'-lantern have one paint it black and add some wings to turn it into a bat you could even take pipe cleaners you know make them go in all weird funny shapes put lots of googly eyes to make little monsters you can never have too many googly eyes (laughs) <laughs> this is my thing. They go anywhere. They you- really do. You know, Frankenstein mm-hmm. or, a, you know, a witch. Basically, you're turning toilet paper rolls into Halloween characters using basic craft supplies that you might have already kicking around the house or existing things that you already have. Yeah. And you mentioned toilet rolls, which is a great idea to start saving those for craft. I'm not yes. just at Halloween, but anytime. Are there any other things that you think, don't throw that out, save that for crafting? <laughs> oh, definitely. Shoe boxes. Mm. Shoebox is another great one. And I actually do have a little collection of toilet paper rolls and um, shoeboxes because I can always turn those into something. And actually, one of my neighbors, two doors down, just said that she's doing a little backyard party for the kids. And she said, what is a simple craft? And I said, you have to make these (laughs) toilet paper roll Halloween characters. And I'm bringing over a ton of my toilet paper rolls. Oh, you're a good neighbor to have (laughs) close by. (laughs) So just call me. You are the expert, obviously. I'm joking that your daughter must have a lot of pressure to have the best Halloween costume. But what if, you know, grandparents, we want to dress up at the last minute. Do you have any suggestions for either the grandkids or us as well? Yeah, you could take, you know, just look around in your closet and see what you have. Um, I 
like the idea of doing costumes using stuff that you already own. Mm -hmm. So think about maybe it's a a store clerk. So um, I don't know. Do you know that store Hilo Hattie in Hawaii? It's like (laughs) kind of the Hawaiian Walmart. My mom is going as a Hilo Hattie employee. (laughs) That's a great idea. Going as sort of a professional. Maybe if you have some old work, a power suit from the 80s lying around, maybe. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Just kind of see what you have and put it together and come up with a quirky idea. You know, if you have a whole bunch of Canadian things and your most of your friends are from, I don't know, the States or something, you can show up as a Canadiana. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great idea. And for the kids as well, sometimes even just dressing them in your old clothes. I remember once my brother going out in my grandma's bathrobe and hairnet. And, oh, my God, that was the best. (laughs) So good. So, yeah, maybe look to lend our grandkids some outfits for them to wear as well. I love that. Yeah. So another fun craft that Mm -hmm. you can do with the entire family for Halloween is to spray paint pumpkins. Oh, yeah. Um, It's very easy to do. Obviously, you want to be in a well-ventilated area. Head outside. Um, You can do metallic spray paint, go with fluorescents, maybe pastels or neutrals. You could even tape on cutout shapes. Mm. So um, use construction paper, cutout faces, eyes, maybe some decorative shapes and chevrons. Then tape those onto the pumpkin, spray paint over it. And then when you remove that, then you'll have those shapes already on there. You can take those pumpkins and decorate your lawn. So that's another fun thing you can do with a family right now for Halloween. Just like enjoy that beautiful weather. If you find large statement Halloween decorations and you don't need to have a million decorations to keep track of year after year, Mm -hmm. just a few large statement pieces. So that'll dress up your lawn in an instant. Something fun that you can do with the grandkids. I've got a giant Grim Reaper, this bone throne that's like the Game of Thrones style plus a five foot skeleton. So I found all of those from Home Depot Canada and they've just got spooky seasonal pieces, perfect for the lawn or porch display. And then you just have so much fun with the kids when you're setting up that display, you're getting outside. Obviously the weather is just gorgeous right now. Like it's a perfect time to be doing that and just getting that fresh air with I, everybody. I too. love all those ideas. I especially love, you know, sticking things on pumpkins as opposed to having to carve them, right. which makes it an easy yes. thing for the kids to get involved with. Denise, these are such yeah. great ideas. Where can we find you on social media to find even more great ideas? I am on all social platforms at me, Denise Wild, and my website is denisewild.com. Thank you again so much. I know you're going to have a fabulous Halloween. Can you move close to me so that I can borrow all yeah, your... Yeah, I know. <laughs> Thank you so much. Whatever you need. (laughs) Okay. Thanks, Denise. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Happy Halloween. Ann Brody's covered films uninterruptedly as a TV, online, and radio reporter, reviewer, interviewer, and entertainment news writer. Tens of thousands. For What She Said Talk, CTV News Channel, Global News, and others. Anne is a member of the Broadcast Film Critics Association, the Broadcast Television Journalists Association, Critics' Choice Association, Toronto Critics Association, and the International Federation of Film Critics. Good morning, Ann Brody. Kathy Buckworth, my old pal. How are you? I'm great, and I'm so happy we get to share movie recommendations again. We used to share them uh, long ago. You used to tell me all the movies, and you have such a great repository of knowledge about movies. So you are my source. You are my source, <laughs> Anne. Well, my head's bursting with it. <laughs> but it was really fun looking back to, to find films to recommend for, ki- for grandkids and 
young kids. That's right. And we can go back as far as we want, right? So I'm going to ask you for, let's say, your top five family-friendly films I might want to introduce my grandsons to. Yes. Ghostbusters. The original Ghostbusters with Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, and Sigourney Weaver. It is just so much fun. It's not scary in the least. The worst Mm -hmm. you're going to see is a a giant marshmallow (laughs) marching down the street. Exactly. (laughs) And... And Ghostbusters Afterlife opens on the 19th. I don't know why they're not opening it on Halloween. But it's what happens when one of the Ghostbusters' daughters inherits his farm and discovers that she now has the power to bust ghosts. So it's a good one. And I'm told that that is for seven to eight-year-olds. Okay, that's good to know. We can always trust Disney, can't we, for some great Halloween movies? Disney is the best, and they have such a treasury of scary films, or at least Halloween season Mm -hmm. films that aren't scary. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They're fun. They're entertaining. They give you an odd thrill. But my very favorite at the moment is new. It's called Muppets Haunted Mansion. Oh, Oh, God, it is hysterical. And not only are there great jokes and japes for kids and a really fun sort of tame situation, but adults will get so many uh, sly references in terms of music, uh, lines, names, things like that. Oh, and so a fun. great all-star cast, including, oddly enough, the late Ed Asner. Oh, wow. Very fun. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, that sounds great. What about going a bit older than that? Going a bit older, I would say a couple of ones. First of all, the Harry Potter series. Now, it does delve in the dark arts. Mm-hmm. I don't know how people feel about that. But it's done in such a neutral manner. And it it has thrills, not scares, and it has realistic emotions, which makes it rather special. So the entire series is I recommend, mm-hmm. and also for older kids, The Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. Now you might you might be surprised at that. It's Hallie Joel Osment, the most empathetic character he's created in this film, which is why people love it so much. But it's a film about hope and inspiration because he delivers messages from dead people to help heal their loved one's heart. I haven't seen that movie. How about that? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, I need to see that one. I've, I've actually missed out on that one for some reason. So I've got to see that one. What else do you have on your list, Anne? Not that I can think of off the bat, but I did want to mention Hubie Halloween on Netflix with Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. It's really cute. It's silly as can be. <laughs> it's for adults and kids. And he plays sort of a, a town official who's constantly being bullied by the kids in Salem, Massachusetts, where they live, which, as you know, was where the witches, the alleged witches were hundreds of years ago. So he gets into a lot of trouble on um, Halloween night, but he manages to finally fight back. And it's just so silly and delightful. And June Squibb is in it. I don't know if you know her, but she plays his uh, long-suffering mother. (laughs) Okay, cool. And that's Hubie Halloween that we can find on Netflix, right? Hubie Halloween. H-U-B-I-E. Okay, I love Tim Burton. Give me a Tim Burton one. (laughs) Frank and Weenie right off the top. Yep, exactly. Martin Short, Catherine O'Hara lead the cast. And this is about a young kid who's... It's animated. It's black and white. Beautiful illustrations. Mm -hmm. Sort of old-fashioned, scary illustrations dating back, you know, to the turn of the last century. A a totally different look. So it's this young kid whose dog Sparky dies. So he has the idea of bringing him back to life using electricity. (laughs) Oh, yes, I love it. And it is really funny. It's really beautiful, too. And the dog is, is 
hopelessly energetic and he gets into a lot of trouble, but he's loyal and he's loving. And, you know, I guess he was a good choice to bring back from the dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we've talked about ones that aren't scary because we don't want to scare our little uh, kids and grandkids too much. But, and why do we love being scared? The movie Halloween, uh, the new one just came out and it's gangbusters. Oh. And why do we love being scared so much? You know, that is such, it's a huge question. I think we've loved being scared for a long time. I think the horror novel began 200 years ago <laughs> and they've sold so well since. Uh, I think we like Number one, being pushed out of our comfort zone. I think we like to know that it's happening there and not to us. Right. There's a whole vicarious thing about it. Plus, it sort of raises our pulses and gets our brain engaged. But also, if there's a positive outcome, it's it it's okay. Yeah, we've survived. <laughs> you know, but there are a lot of films that are not okay for kids. Right. Many, many. And I would avoid them. I remember when I was uh, working at CFTO, one of the anchors showed his child, his very young child, the Michael Jackson thriller video. Mm. And the child was disturbed for months afterwards. Yeah, so we do have to be careful. We have to watch what we're exposing them to. And I know we can get great tips on new movies, old movies, every movie, if we follow you on social media. Or where can we find you online? I'm at, at Ann Brody on Twitter, and I'm on What She Said Radio. I'm also, I also have a website called Ann's List. Perfect. Thank you, Kathy. These are great. My young grandson is only two, so I'm going to have to go with the start with the really mild ones and, and work our way up, but I really appreciate your suggestions. Excellent. And congratulations on being a grandma. Bye-bye, Kathy. Thanks, Ann. Brenda Hemming, now in her 70s, believes trying new things while staying active is the key to enjoying every stage of life. After raising her two daughters, she went back to school to get her bachelor's degree, then obtained a certificate to teach English as a second language, which she taught for several years. She then turned her home into a business, running it as a B&B for six years. After that, she kept herself active by pet-sitting and walking dogs. But Brenda still yearned for new challenges, and she found her latest one by expanding on her love of yoga. Following the suggestion of a friend, Brenda completed teacher training to become a yoga instructor specializing in chair yoga and was teaching private classes while volunteering as an instructor at a local senior center. Then the pandemic hit and in-person classes shut down. Brenda was looking for a way to shift her approach when she spotted an ad for Boomerang, an online workshop platform designed for people aged 50 and over. Now Brenda is teaching chair yoga online to Canadians right across the country. And she's joining me now too, so we can find out more about chair yoga and her Boomerang classes. Good morning, Brenda. Thank you so much for taking part of this Take 5 with RBC series with us. I'm so intrigued by the idea of chair yoga. I have one bad knee, so I'm thinking this will be good. Can you tell me how chair yoga works? Well, you actually just need to sit in a chair. and <laughs> it's, It is regular yoga, but the poses have all been adapted to doing sitting in a chair. I, the thing I love about chair yoga is it does make it accessible to people who couldn't otherwise do yoga. When I was taking my yoga teacher training, they kept emphasizing how yoga is for everybody, but not everybody can get down on the mat, uh, or sometimes when they get down there, they can't get back up again. Exactly. Um, I Like you, I have arthritis in my knee, and if I don't keep up with 
my regular yoga practice, it lets me know loud and clear. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yet it's so important to keep exercising, to keep our joints flexible, to keep our muscles strong so we can move around and not fall. Absolutely. And I understand that you used to teach yoga in, in person, is that right? Yes, I did. Yes. And then obviously with the changes we've seen in the last 18 months, you've switched right. from in person to online. So tell me how that's working. It's working. It's working well. It took some adjusting mm-hmm. at first. It's it's a bit unnerving at first. You see yourself sitting up there on the screen, yes. at yourself. And yeah, I, I did wonder about the immediacy of having the students right in the room. But it's just fine. I just talk to them as if they are in the room with me. And um, I mean, the great thing with doing it on Boomerang is I'm meeting people from right across the country. I, I have a lady who comes in from BC really early in the morning for her. That's the great thing about online, isn't it, is that you can bring together a larger community of people with similar interests, which is amazing. Okay, so for our radio listeners who might not know a cat cow from a warrior, I'll admit I know a little bit of yoga, but not tons. Can you describe how you would adapt some of those chair poses and give us a, a couple of examples? Yes. Well, as I said, most poses can be adapted to sitting in a chair. Do you want me to maybe lead you through a pose? I would love that. I would love that. How about sun salutation? Because that covers most of... If you were doing that on the mat, you would be standing up. You would be getting down on your stomach, getting back up. So in the chair, you sit up. You do have to have your feet flat on the floor. Okay. Sit up nice and tall, shoulders down, nice straight back. And do stop if it hurts. It's okay to be a little uncomfortable, but it should never hurt. So sitting up tall, take a nice big deep breath. Lift your arms up out to the side, up to shoulder height. And then exhale, bending your elbows. Bring your palms together to your heart center. And then inhaling again, lift your arms up over your head. Just going as high as is comfortable for you so you don't strain your your shoulders. So you're reaching up to the sky. You then exhale, tuck your abs in, and fold forward from the waist, keeping your back straight, coming down towards your knees. Again, coming as low as is comfortable for you because everybody has a different level of flexibility. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to take your hands and put them under your right knee. And then you either pull up on your knee or if you're able to, lift your knee up and then gently exhaling, put your knee down. Put your hands under the other knee, gently lift that knee up or just pull up on it. Exhale, let that knee down. Fold forward again and put your hands in front of your shins. Inhaling, lift your head and shoulders up and exhale, fold forward again. Now, bring your hands behind you to the back of your chair. If you have railings on the back of the chair, you can hold those. Otherwise, just hold onto the seat. And then inhale, lifting your head and shoulders up, keeping your neck in neutral. You don't want to strain your neck, but really lifting your heart up, bringing your shoulder blades towards each other, getting a good stretch through the core. Then still holding onto the chair, exhale and fold forward. Now, bringing your palms together again, inhale, lifting your arms up over your head again as far as high as you can without hurting your shoulders. 
Exhale and relax. And you've just done a complete sun salutation sitting in your chair. And I actually just did it here without hitting my head on the microphone, which is really <laughs> good. You have such a, a soothing, relaxing voice as you take us through there. Thank you so much, Brenda, for joining us. Um, we can go to rbc.com slash retirement to see your inspiring video and your journey. And I thank you again for joining us today. Oh, thank you. When I was a kid, we had a neighbor who was a dentist, and he gave out toothbrushes for Halloween. Talk about your buzzkill. At another house down the street, they used to give out mini packs of Kleenex because the father worked for Kimberly Clark. Looking back, he was probably stealing from the company. All I knew was I didn't want a dental or nasal accessory in my big orange plastic pumpkin. Kids today take pillowcases out to collect candy, or they dump the orange pumpkin in a handy receptacle, known as mom or dad, as they make their way around the houses. However you choose to celebrate Halloween this year, just remember the 10% parent or grandparent tax on all candy collected. Who am I kidding? We're just going to get all the coffee crisps, aren't we? Thanks to Denise Wilde for giving us some VIP DIY tips that we can use when our little goblins come over. When we're finished crafting, we know just what movies to watch, thanks to Ann Brody. Her picks are almost always the same as mine. 13 reversed is 31. And that's the number this year of the Toronto Symphony Orchestra Fine Wine Auction. It's online this year, and from November 1st to the 8th, you can bid on hundreds of different wines, including some real rarities. Donations to the auction are accepted year-round. Funds raised support the TSO and its education and community programs, as well as the Toronto Symphony Youth Orchestra's tuition-free program. Check it out at www.tsvc.ca slash fine-wine-auction. Next week, Go to Grandma remembers our vets leading up to November 11th and Remembrance Day. Canadian actor R.H. Thompson, you might know him as Matthew Cuthbert on CBC's Anne with an E, tells us about a nonprofit he established called The World Remembers. We are also joined by fitness specialist Marika Peterson, a 63-year-old grandmother of four who is probably the fittest person I know. She's sharing why weight training just gets more important as we age. And our Take 5 with RBC series takes a deeper dive into the U.S. real estate market today. Thanks for joining me this morning. Our community of today's grandparents is growing. Happy Halloween and enjoy your grand and hopefully not ghoulish journey. I'm Kathy Buckworth and you've been listening to Go To Grandma. Share your thoughts on this show with us. You can find Kathy on Twitter at Kathy Buckworth or email her Kathy at KathyBuckworth.com. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.